Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. The band is back together again. Yes. We've got Glenn, Stu, and Pat here. Yay. Super excited. You, you don't sound as excited. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it was a legitimate <laughs> yay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, Ringo. Paul and I are leaving. You don't get your drumming together. Glenn, what was the top story? Uh, my declaration of, uh, not mine, but a, a pastor's declaration of faithful obe- disobedience in China. It's remarkable. All right, still. A uh, new White House chief of staff is in place. What does it mean? Okay, Pat. I'm a little bothered that I'm the Ringo in this Beatles <laughs> scenario. Uh, but um, I, I think the border, again, or still, yeah. okay. is pretty big. All right, got a lot to get into. Before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, Brickhouse. Uh, so Glenn had this issue at home. I know you were being constantly harassed by your wife to eat I mean, your vegetables. I'm in a hostile environment. Uh, <laughs> Constant harassment. It's really abusive. I mean, you know, she just wants you to get your nutrition because you need Whatever, vegetables. whatever, whatever. I feel as though I am being held down. You're oppressed. Uh, and oppressed. And uh, I would like an organization to uh, help me stop the salads uh, you, you and need the a salad hashtag. abuse. You need a hashtag to get that done. <laughs> hashtag stop salad abuse. Well, you uh, do have an organization who's helped you in some right, regard. Right, I do. Uh, they've stopped the salad abuse because I'm not having any more. <laughs> uh, I get up and I have a smoothie and I, I put in Field of Greens in the smoothie. I drink it back and my wife says, You got have it. Nope, no I don't. No, I don't. Because in one scoop, it's got one full serving of fruits and vegetables. They're organic. It tastes great. Um, you mix it in a smoothie. I've had it in water. I have to tell you, it's I don't delicious. even care. I, it, yeah, it's got all the healthy stuff in it, and it is actual fruits. I mean, it's not, you know, supplements. It's the actual stuff. I don't care if it was plastic. <laughs> as long as I could say to my wife, I'm getting everything I need. I don't need it. So you've got you've got plastic here, and then you've got vegetables down here. You oh eat the gosh, plastic, yeah. but not the vegetables. Oh, yeah. What about Would plastic you, vegetables? Pat? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I'd eat Ooh, plastic, that's plastic vegetables. Yeah. I'll go for it. Okay. I'll go for it. Because you've ever seen those. They stay for a really long yeah, time. I know. Well, lucky for us, we don't need the plastic vegetables because we have Field of Greens by Brickhouse. You can go to mm-hmm. BrickhouseBlaze.com and use promo code GREENS for 15% off your first order. Or you can text GREENS to 41411. And only do it if you're as much of a lover as salad and, you know, healthy food as I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are the people who really enjoy it. Yeah, All right. right. The lead story for me was the Declaration of uh, Faithful Disobedience. Now, this came from the pastor of the Early Reign Covenant Church in China. A hundred of his members had been arrested, um, and he wrote his declaration down in case he was arrested. Now, in China, they're calling, they're calling their arrests that's what I was going to ask. Disappeared. You're disappeared. And, and are they actually there? But they're not arresting them. Are they there? You're disappeared. You're just disappear. Okay. Okay. And, and you're not being, turning up at any of the camps or anything. No, okay. nobody knows where you go. You don't really ask the Chinese government, hey, <laughs> what just happened? Or you are going to be disappeared. disappeared. Okay? okay. So a uh, hundred of these people were arrested, disappeared. Then all of a sudden, he wrote this and he said, if I am gone and you can't find me for 48 hours, please get this out to the world. Okay, So it was released uh, mid to late last week. I, I saw it yesterday. And I tell you, as I read it, nothing else matters. <clears throat> when I look at the news today, when I look at everything else, I think we are sitting pretty. Yeah, but you know that we have a $1.2 trillion deficit just this year? Yeah, 
We're not that guy. Um, this is, has such power and perspective, and I posted it on Facebook, and I urge you to read the whole thing, but let me just give you a couple, a couple of things here. Um, he said, I accept and respect the fact that this communist regime has been allowed by God to rule temporarily. As the Lord's servant John Calvin said, wicked rulers are the judgment of God on a wicked people, the goal being to urge God's people to repent and turn again towards him. For this reason, I am joyfully willing to submit myself to their enforcement of the law as though submitting to the discipline and training of the Lord at the same time. I also believe that this communist regime's persecution against the church is greatly wicked and an unlawful action. The Christian church must denounce this wickedness openly and severely. Um, he talks about being nonviolent. He then says uh, in this, I understand that the reason, the reason why the Chinese power is against us is the Bible teaches us that God establishes governmental authorities in order to terrorize evildoers, not to terrorize doers of good. If believers in Jesus do no wrong, then they should not be afraid of dark powers. Even though I am often weak, I firmly believe this is the promise of the gospel. It's what I've devoted my energy to. And I understand that this is what happens, uh, this is what happens to be the very reason why the communist regime is filled with fear of a church that is no longer afraid of it. I am, if I am imprisoned for a long or short period of time, if I can help reduce the authorities' fear of my faith and of my Savior, I am joyfully willing to help them in this way. But I know that only when I announce, renounce all of the wickedness of this persecution against the church and use peaceful means to disobey, will I truly be able to help the souls of those authorities of law enforcement. I hope God uses me by means of first my losing my personal freedom to tell those who have deprived me of my freedom that there is an authority higher than their authority and that there is a freedom that they cannot restrain. Wow. This guy, and it goes on and on like that. This is, I read this on the air today and Stu said, this is like hearing Paul or or, you know, all of the great men, Martin Luther King in prison. I mean, this... Really not any modern-day pastors here. None. Yeah. None. You tell me, have you, have you met a Christian in America that sounds like this? No. And the reason why is because we have no suffering. We, we are the biggest whiners the on the planet everybody's abused, everybody's offended, everybody's got this injustice. Shut up. Look at the injustice that's happening here. Look at the injustice that's happening, not just to the Christians, but to the Muslims. China is becoming a monster, and we're not paying attention to it. It is interesting. You know, we sit here in this bubble and, uh, you know, don't pay attention to what's going on in China I would say on one hand that maybe people don't pay attention because it's Christians and they don't really realize the severity of what's going on, but they think they hear Christians are being oppressed and they're like, yeah, whatever, Christians are you know, at the top of the food chain. 
But I'm surprised that when they hear that Muslims, I mean, because usually it's all about Muslims in this day and age. So I'm surprised that even when they hear that this is happening to Muslims, they're still not really reacting or yes. latching onto what's going on. You know on. what I think is happening? I hate to say this. I think America has become capital city. And the rest of the world are the districts. And they're all suffering and they're living through horror shows. Can you imagine how they look at us? We look like capital city. We're complaining about our little woes and they're going through this. Uh, we're not, we're, we're so far out of touch with what this actually is <clears throat> that we, we're just not mm -hmm. capable of seeing it. It's why the Chinese are praying for us. How do we, how do we solve that? You know, um, empathy. I, I think the one thing that we have to work on is, is true empathy. We have to start seeing the suffering in others, especially, notice what he said here, I hope God uses me. So when they're torturing me, I will see the pain that they're going through. That is an acute case of empathy. Yeah. We've almost lost all of our empathy for people who don't agree with us. We have to find that again. Um, I have, took out my iPhone this weekend and I opened up the Domino's app and, and ordered a pizza on my Domino's app and it took over an hour to get to my oh house my gosh. this weekend. Oh, over an hour. You, I, hey, good for you for making it today. I know. I don't know how Not I did it. a lot it. of people really make it there to for us too. You do realize that like these, I mean, putting things in perspective, what we sit, think we suffer for, the dumb issues that we get in mm -hmm. Twitter fights over, like, I mean, this is someone who's, you know, who's standing up and not giving up his principles even at that point. Think of all the times that we, you know, uh, in our society today kind of just, yeah, we give a little ground on those principles. I mean, we know X, Y, or Z is right, but I've got an excuse over here that makes me feel better about that wrong choice. Um, I, something like that makes you really put that, uh, put that in perspective. And I think we need to get to a point, too, where we look at the... You know, this, this idea of America first as a policy, like it has a really bad uh, history, obviously, as a slogan. Mm -hmm. But we all understand that, like, we're going to prioritize America as a, you know, I mean, that's our focus. But, I mean, we should also be happy that these things would work in other places and help other people. I think a lot of times we, we look at this as a competition, like, hey, we do great, and I hope the Chinese do poorly. Like, that's actually not what we want out of this, right? I mean, I, these are all human beings, and we all want them to do well. I mean, it's our, it's our job to make sure our country does the right thing, and hopefully what we're doing it spreads over there and helps. And that has happened in a big way. We've mentioned it many times. It's a lot better than it used to be. There's a lot of work to be done, though. Um, and that's something we should be cheering for in America and, and hoping that our policies penetrate there even further. And the spirit penetrates everybody further because that would solve a lot of our problems, I think, if a lot of people thought that way. This is also not getting an awful lot of press coverage, I don't, I don't think, in America. And I, I think a lot of Americans don't even know what's going on, even though over a million Muslims have been put in internment camps. Over a million in China. Nobody seems to care about that. They have a plan, their plan is to, to intern... I think it's all 12 million Muslims in China. 12. They're building to inter and re-educate yeah. 12 million. And so you think, well, it's Muslims. And then they come after Christians. And now they're, they're coming after them and they're shutting down the, the, uh, the house churches where, you know, because you can't gather in large numbers in China. And so people gather in houses. But if you, if you gather too many people at a house, they shut you down and they arrest those people as well. And they just, they just did that to another, one of the big 
home churches. I am convinced that in looking at the economic instability that is coming our way, and it's something I'm going to really pay attention to for the audience and lay it out early next year, um, something wicked this way comes. And um, I haven't felt this way since 2007. And it's going to be global in nature. Ran, uh, Ron Paul came out this week. Wow, did you see what he said? The, yeah. Wow. That's scary. Yeah. Worse than 1929. Yeah. He's not alone. Uh, in 2007, I had a lot of people saying, no, 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 no. And I think it was Noriel Rubini, which was the only other person that was calling for it um, of, any, of any note. Um, and now a lot of people are saying, this is on a train wreck to hell. Um, I am firmly convinced that the reason why China has put in their Sharp Eyes program, their monitoring and their social you know, uh, credit system, and the reason why it's on in 2020 is because they are terrified of their own population. And the, must be. The, the Chinese numbers that came out this weekend, they would be great for us, but for China, they're horrible, horrible growth numbers. Um, and uh, if those are the numbers that they're releasing to the world, it's much worse in China. And if China begins to crumble and fall, they will have revolution there, and that's why they are putting this program in to build a cage for their people. Mm. Mm. All right, uh, let's switch gears and talk Mick Mulvaney when we come back. to get into, but first want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Mm. Um, I am a big fan of Relief Factor since I have these really uh, nasty protruding and herniated discs in my spine. I can't really take you seriously because I, I feel every time I look at you with that vest, I, <laughs> I, I think I've gone to beat to the beach with one of Tanya's Italian brothers. Mm. <laughs> you know? So what you're saying is I look like I have a very hairy chest. Yeah, yes, and a hairy back. Uh, but uh, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to no, no, no. for vest. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but Glenn, I know that you were in. I, I, I always feel bad talking about my pain because when I'm around you, because I'm like, yeah, I was really in pain, but you were in severe pain. I and I feel bad always talking about my pain in front of Pat. Because <laughs> Pat's like, a, you know, I don't know, Mother Teresa. Oh, no, nothing ever bothers me. Shut up, Pat. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, everybody has their own pain. and It's amazing how much it affects your life, though. Yeah, like, it, it will stop Even the you. little things, your mm -hmm. moods, everything yeah. affects your daily life. Yeah, I started, it was about a year. Shut up! Oh, I'm sorry. I just, my pain just affected me. I'm sorry. That, that is, I was just going to say, last year around this time, actually scared my, my wife said, you got to stop. You got to yeah. stop because you're, you're starting to be grumpy all the time. You're taking it out on the children and me, and you mm. just can't, I mean, you're just in pain, and you just don't know what to do. Yeah. A year ago, I started taking a relief factor. It has gr dramatically reduced my pain dramatically. So try the three-week quick start pack and uh, see if it works for you. Like 70% of the people who try it buy it again. So it's obviously working for the majority of people who take it. It could work for you. You won't know until you get that three-week quick start pack. $19.95. That is worth the investment uh, if you are in pain. It can dramatically change your life. ReliefFactor.com. 
All right, Mick Mulvaney, yeah, the new chief should, of staff. I do think we should send him some relief factor. He's probably about a lot, very going into a very painful job here, yeah. dealing with. I'm not sure if relief factor helps with the like mental pain. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, this one's probably physical too. Why do we care about him? Yeah, uh, the name of the show uh, is why it matters. Yeah. So why, why, why does, does it matter? Why does <laughs> why does Mulvaney being the <laughs> chief of staff? The temp, the acting. Yes, so we don't know how long he's going to have the gig. Um, I, let me attempt. Permanent one, we wouldn't know how long he's going to have the true. gig. That's true. That's uh, true. Let me attempt to make a case as okay. to why it matters. I think it's an interesting move because there were some really uh, bad people, I would say, that were up uh, potentially. I mean, Chris Christie, I think, would have been a disaster. Oh Lighthizer would have been even worse. And Christie apparently um, was the one who said no. Isn't that's that right. that's bad? That's, that's when you're in a position where Chris yeah. Christie's like, ah, I mean, no, Chris Christie really needs a one. gig. Uh, really needs a job. Yeah. I don't know who's going to hire Chris Christie <laughs> at this point. Um, if he was really up for that gig and he, and he turned it down, you never know what these people they call. Like, by the way, I, I was turned down. I'm no longer going to be the coach of USC. I'm taking myself out of the running. It's like, well, I don't think anyone wanted you to be the coach of USC. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I think you don't know how much of that is. I think Mulvaney's a good choice, though, as far as this goes. And here's the thing. I don't think Mulvaney's going to do anything to alleviate the issues that the press complains about with Donald Trump every day. He's not going to make him stop tweeting. He's not going to get him under control. I don't He's, know that anybody could. I don't think anybody could, and I don't think anybody should try, and I don't mm-hmm. think Mulvaney thinks he should try, which I think is probably the right thing for, for this White House. The one thing I do think Mulvaney has a potential to help with is... Because he's not going to help with the, what, what the press is concerned about, but he can help with what conservatives are concerned about. He is a voice of actual conservatism in the White House. Uh, not everybody in the White House is conservative. Mm. Um, and Mulvaney mm. is like a legitimate like uh, conservative ideologue. Like He really believes this stuff. Um, now, people, I think, are fairly critical at the fact that he's been running, he's been at the OMB for the budget. Uh, the, uh, the last uh, year or so. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that one, going there's well. been a lot of influence there from him. Mm-hmm. But again, he's, he's on a staff, right? Like all he can do is, uh, is try to influence uh, in the right direction. Um, what goes on? Did you say he's been with o- orchestral maneuvers in the dark. Uh, he's been with yes. OMD. Yes, OMD for okay. about a year. I, what what um, was he playing? For uh, flute. Okay, he was playing flute. flute. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's a very good, fl- good. flautist. Um, <laughs> but I will say that I think, like you know, him in a in a when there's one of those issues that is a borderline issue, you know that he can at least articulate to the president what the conservative position is, which is nice. Um, and I, th- I think there could be mm-hmm. some. He also was at that consumer finance board uh, thing that Elizabeth Warren created. Um, he took oh, yeah. over there, and there he has yeah. made a difference. He's basically said, "Nah, I don't care about this thing. Stupid, and we shouldn't use it." Um, so, like, I think he's made a difference there. Um, and I think in those moments where there's a borderline thing, at the very least, I think the conservative position will be represented. Now, Larry Kudlow has been the same thing. We argued that there's a possibility there where maybe he would help on a free trade issue here or there. Doesn't seem like he has. Doesn't though. seem like it has. So I feel like the chances are low, but I don't think he'll do damage. Um, I don't think he'll be a, like Lighthizer would be a, 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 a you know a position or someone who's in his face all the time, who is super protectionist and constantly arguing those things even more than he already is, that would have been very bad, I think. How uh, about Anheuser-Busch? Uh, <laughs> just no. if the beer okay. was just taken Because over. Lighthizer reminded you of Anheuser? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure I got there. You know, I've got another um, Heiser. Let's go for Anheuser. Uh, well, I, I think uh, the reason why it matters is it could potentially uh, have, it won't have negative effects for conservatives. Which would you and say that's was more of a stretch? My OMB to OMD? <laughs> Or Lighthizer to Anheuser. I gotta go more of a stretch. Lighthizer, Anheuser. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, because at least OMB was only one letter uh-huh. off. Uh, yours were several uh, letters. Right. Okay. Well. All right. Well. Thank you for telling we us tried. why. And I think the the answer here, as you hear by those two jokes, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter, matter. to them, <laughs> uh, which I understand. No, but it does, I know, appreciate the, you the, trying. The, it's you know, it doesn't. It I, I think it's. A, I think it was a relative. Again. 
Chief of Staff is an important position in the White House. Yeah, Eddie is. is a good pick. I think he's smart. I think he, he can do some good. Most likely. I mean, look, the bottom line is the staff is not important, really, in this White House. But at least maybe, Trump does what he wants, but maybe, maybe he won't be doing harm. Right. And, and maybe behind and the scenes. he could have picked somebody who, who would. Would do harm. And I think behind the mm-hmm. scenes, when maybe when Trump's not there, because there's a lot of issues that Donald Trump deals with that he's not super engaged in. And so on those other issues, I think Lil Vaney can be a good influence for conservatives. So I'm taking it as a kind of matters and kind of good. Okay, good. Okay. I'll take that. I'll right. take that. In today's yeah. world, I'll take that. I'll take that. You survived the hot seat. Yes, I did it. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, before we get into the border wall, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Lack hey. thereof. Border wall. Right. Yes. This is now in our... Uh, we're just over here talking about cauliflower. Don't mind us. <laughs> Pat, yes. the uh, looming government shutdown. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that President Trump has kind of just said to the Democrats, good, I'll take the blame. Just blame it on me. That's fine. It's the Trump shutdown. Oh, well. Yeah. I've never seen that before. I have never seen anybody have the giblets to go ahead and say, yeah, I'll take that blame. I, I, I don't care. Shut the, shut the thing down. He's maybe the one guy who could ever say that and and get away with it. Um, But the problem is no wall is going to be built. Stu and I said at the beginning of this thing, if they build even 90% of the wall, we'll eat our underwear. I mean, we want them to desperately. So this is the one time where I would... Welcome eating my underwear. You seem to it's want just not to eat happen. your underwear a lot. I, I really don't. I it's just that, that's not something I would put on the table. <laughs> you got to stop because one of these I, days. I am stopping. This is yeah, the okay. last one. All right, okay. But I think it's pretty safe, and it's really safe now because the Democrats have absolutely said they're not going to allow it. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Schumer said he won't. They won't allow it in any form. So they're not going to allow uh, the wall or the fencing to be fixed now, and it's in shambles virtually where there was fencing or wall. It's fallen apart. It's come undone. People have torn it down. They were starting to at least repair some of that. That's the only wall building they've done so far. Are you telling me that people who are trying to get into the country illegally are don't care about ripping? Is that it? shocking? Shocking. Yeah, yeah. they're damaging <laughs> the wall. It, it does. Yeah, when your first when your first okay. move in the United States is to break our law, <laughs> I don't think you care that much about a property. I, I don't think it bothers you that mm. much. Um, um, are you concerned, though, that because I'm back and forth on this, the optics really is what it comes down to with the American people, right? When they're going mm-hmm. to vote and they're voting on certain issues, it's all about the optics because the average person isn't going to go in and do all of their homework on what's really going on down no, at the border. Not. So are you concerned that because Donald Trump said, you know, uh, yeah, I'll take the blame for the government shutdown over this, and then, you know, you have things in the media like the, the spin that the Washington Post brought to the seven-year-old migrant girl who yeah. died in Border Patrol custody, even though, you know, if you look at the details in the when fine you look print, at the it wasn't Border Patrol who caused any of that. She was neglected right. before she was into custody. Right. I mean, are you concerned that the optics of that is going to backfire um, on Trump? A little bit, yeah. And I, I'm concerned that the Republican Party never explains this stuff, never defends themselves, never gets out in front of all of these issues. And nobody ever seems to put any of the onus on the people coming here. We can't take all that blame. We can't take all that responsibility. When you come here with your daughter and you're not feeding her along the way, something bad may happen to her. We didn't do that. Um, The parents have to carry some responsibility here. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about any personal responsibility on the part of the people coming here. 
And do I feel badly for them? Yeah, but I don't know their circumstances. First of all, I don't know their circumstances. Secondly, I don't know who they are. I don't know where they've come from. I don't know what they intend to do when they get here. And, and I don't know what they bring to us. And it's a fair question to ask because every country on earth asks, what do you bring to us? We can't do any of those things. Um, so, yeah, from the standpoint of nobody ever explains this or gets out in front of it with the American people, I'm a little concerned about that. But if anybody can handle that burden, it's probably Donald Trump. I just, I just wow, I heard a lot of bigoted things. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't handle it. I do wonder if, if, if it's a, a play and that, he, you know, he can say he made his stand on the border wall because it's not going to happen once the Democrats take over. So he yeah. can at least say, right. I did everything I could. Yep. I shut the government down over this. What was I supposed to do? Yep. Right. Uh, if you guys have not already, go to blazetv.com and you can use promo code NEWSCHRISTMAS. Get you $20 off of a year-long subscription. It is worth it. We've got a fabulous lineup. Go there, Blaze TV, and we will see you guys in overtime. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. All right, Glenn, uh, tell us about the latest uh, scientific geoengineering experiment going on. Harvard. They have decided that... You know, the world is going to, we're all going to burn to death. And we're all going to... Do the global warming. Global warming. Global warming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Global yeah. warming. The yeah. sun is too hot. The earth is... is no, it has nothing to do with the sun. Well, <laughs> well, you're right. CO2. You're right. Yeah. However, however, they want to be able to cut down. We need like a big <clears throat> solar shade. Oh, so we okay. Don't have to have the sun in the sky. <laughs> like a big so umbrella, hot. a really big umbrella. So they are now starting, the Harvard scientists are going up. They're going to put a, a weather balloon up. They're filling it with, I don't remember what it is, uh, some sort of power, powder, less than a pound of it. SPF 40? <laughs> yes. And they're exploding it. Then they're going to watch it for two days because they're filtering out the sun rays. And so they're doing this on a very small scale because there is a global movement to filter out the yeah. sun. And it's dangerous, I think. They're going to do something this, drastically yeah. bad. Can we... I, I just read this and I, I, I'm like, can we... Hang on, can we have a shareholders meeting? <laughs> right, please. Can we get all of the people on mm-hmm. Earth and not use just eggheads, but can we get all the people on Earth here? Because you're screwing with all of us. You guys ever watched a sci-fi movie? This always goes badly. Always. Every time. This is... Remember, in 1972... Scientists said that we had to put black coal soot Mm -hmm. on the polar caps so it would absorb the heat and melt the polar caps because (laughs) we were entering an ice age. Mm -hmm. Can we stop this? Wow. I actually think, too, there's a part of this that, because obviously it's ridiculous to to be thinking this way. Um, At least I think that's, to most of us, it looks ridiculous. But it also Mm -hmm. kind of, I think, also shines a light on how fake their worry is. It's like, well, you're saying that, it, okay, like everything's going to go out of control. We're going to get all this warming and it's going to get out of control. And if we do that, we're going to have to do this really safe experiment to change the globe. Well, okay, then wouldn't we just do it? If it's so safe, why are you so worried about taking away everyone's SUVs and all of our civilization if you think in 50 years you can just put a bunch of soot into the air or whatever it is to block the sun? I'm not saying I endorse that idea, 
But the idea that geoengineering is a possibility would, would actually make you less worried about global warming, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it, in theory... It makes if me it, more worried about the scientists. It makes me more worried about the people, and not even the scientists, it's the governments, really. Like, scientists will go out and they'll, they'll put their ideas out there. It's supposed to be governments that are, that, that are implementing them. We're the, they're the ones we elect. We don't elect scientists. Right. Scientists can do whatever they want. Um, they can come up with their ideas, but the people we elect are supposed to implement them. And, and you just know they're not going to be able to handle this, just like if they had spread black soot all over the Arctic ice cap right now. We, I mean, it, the problems would be much, much, much worse than they are today. My question is, is three times a charm. Because the first time this happened, there was the doomsday device. And this was actually a serious discussion of wiring the entire world with nukes underneath the surface of the Earth that would all be coordinated into a central computer, and it would be like uh, a game of chess. If someone, anyone, moved here and did this, and these people responded by doing this, it would start a clock and it would blow up the entire world. Okay? We didn't do that. Then, soot on the polar caps. We didn't do that. (laughs) Will they actually get away with it this time? We've... Stop it. Seems more likely, though, this time, doesn't it? It does. It does. Uh, Stu, Christmas. Mm. Have you uh, done any of your present shopping yet? I was asking Jason earlier on radio because I have this theory that every single man that I know waits until the last minute. I definitely don't wait till the last minute. The 23rd is when I do my Christmas shop after <laughs> year. Uh, it's pretty which last is, minute. It's not. It's not. It's the full day. I wait until the 24th. Sometimes the 26th. <laughs> That's really the last minute. Do you minute. wait too, Pat? I, yes. It used to be my tradition to wait till the 24th and go out it's on Christmas. It's your tradition. Season. It's a tradition. My, my wife just said, don't. Oh, you're not even going out till the 24th. I said, no, I haven't done that in... A year. <laughs> so. Well, that kills me because we have Amazon now. And I'm like, you guys realize you don't have to wait until Well, I will say the Amazon thing is complicated over. because, uh, you know, <laughs> I, my wife's account is tied into it. So I can't yeah. buy anything for her through yeah. any of these things that are sent and to the house. she's the one that always finds the stuff at the door. And she opens it up home. and like, yeah. like the, yeah. We need to have a, a rule that during the holiday season nah, you're not allowed to that. open up the, each it's other's mail. No. That's what we do. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, give us a good Christmas story. Uh, this is a great one, actually. It's about a Christmas present. Uh, and, well, I'm a, it's a little kid. And uh, I just watch it. It's great. What do you think it is? I think you're gonna like it. I'm excited for it. That's a big present. Do you have room for this? He is taking a long time. No, look how gentle. What kind of kid does that? He's trying to save the paper. What's in there? (laughs) Hot Castle Snoopy's opening up a giant present. What is it? His dad. His dad. Yeah. Keep watching here for a sec because there's right here, right there. He pulls away from his dad, or his dad kind of pulls away from him, and he looks at him and uh, says something, and then he just hugs him again and starts to cry. So great. I could seriously watch videos about uh, military members coming home in creative ways all day. Like, that's, I seriously could. I'm a little. And uh, I cry at every single one one of them. 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 No matter how many times I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Is anybody concerned that this poor military guy, after serving in Afghanistan or Iraq, was sent home in a box like that? That was a little cruel. Yeah, a little cruel. The way we treat our guys sucks. They did ship him overnight, though. Okay. All right. So it wasn't that long. Well, in the Obama administration, they were put in envelopes. (laughs) 
So plastic envelopes. So there's a lot of problems associated right. with that because they were sealed. Right. Right. Yeah. right. It is a good reminder, though, uh, what the Christmas season is supposed to be about. Yeah, I mean, it's just that. Other, really other than Jesus, and yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, it's better than However, that. I mean, let's think about this without the cute little kid part and the dad. Who would you like to send a box of soldiers to? <laughs> <laughs> I figured with this group we would ruin the moment. Right. I'm glad we, and did. we did. I mean, while we're, and here, while welcome. we're at it, mm-hmm. let's wrap up a box and send it to Putin. Yeah, that, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's a sol- soldier. Oh, no. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, so Friday's poll question, this is kind of fun because we were actually predicting, they were predicting whether or not Jared Kushner would be appointed chief of staff. So uh, 65% of you were correct. Seventy-five or 17% of you uh, were completely wrong. And I'm, I apologize. Thanks for playing, though. There was, an, there was a, uh, I think it was Abed and maybe the Washington Post about, you know, look at this, this blatant, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the nepotism, nepotism uh, of, yeah. of Jared Kushner being considered for chief of staff. This is I'm a big, this big thing is outrage. And it's like, first of all, him being considered for something can't be nepotism, right? Like, I, he didn't get the job. Now, I don't think he wanted the job, first of all, but he didn't get the job. Um, and they and had, I gotta tell you, I don't just want... dissolve, though. Like, we, they get printed, everyone gets outraged, clicks them, mm-hmm. and everyone forgets about him when two days later we find out that he was never even in consideration for the job. I don't want his children... Like working with him. I don't want his children involved, quite honestly. I don't want the... Pre- we didn't elect a family. We elected a president. However, with this guy... I mean, Jared I might be welcome. I, I might be like, okay, Jared, you know. He's, already, he's done some good work already. He's done some good work. Form. And if he can, mm-hmm. you know, pet the cat, just good kitty, good kitty. Uh, I, I, the Israel thing was a big part of him, too. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing we've praised the entire Trump administration. And Kushner yeah. had a big hand in that. I mean, yeah. that was really his project. Um, and everyone mocked him. Remember, everyone was like, oh, you're, we're going to put Jared Kushner in control of the peace of the Middle East? <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know. He got the thing moved. Uh, put was, Joe Biden in charge of TARP. Yeah, that worked out well. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, today's poll question, should Amazon be required to provide time, paid or unpaid, for Muslim workers to participate in prayer rituals if it affects their production mm. rates? Mm. Let us know at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Glenn, care to weigh in on that? Should they have to provide time? Should they be required to provide? I assume it means time off. Should they be required to provide? So, so for praying five times a day. Time. When five everybody times else day. has to keep uh, working. Well, if you want to work the extra <clears throat> time... So you come in at 8 and you leave at 6 instead of 8 to 5 or whatever it is uh, because you have prayer time and it works for the company. It yeah, doesn't if you make it fair, everyone else, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's like Jewish holidays, right? I mean, if you're, yeah, they're just, not company holidays. As long they as you're get getting the job done yeah, the job and done. it doesn't, not everybody else has to take a break for five times a day. I don't care. Yeah, sure. Good, yeah, the great. next three months are a holiday for me, by the way. I, should tell, I meant to tell you that earlier. Yeah. Five, well, next five to mm-hmm. not 12 months. Five to 12 months. That seems reasonable. Yeah. I, yeah. I tell you what, totally why don't reasonable. you take a vacation from, from here on out? That sounds Whoa. wonderful. Right. Not paid. Unpaid. 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 Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that is it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. All right. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.